part twenty seven of benjamin britten source stories of twelve operas by various part twenty seven the turn of the screw by henry james chapters twenty three and twenty four oh more or less i fancy my smile was pale not absolutely we shouldn't like that i went on no i suppose we shouldn't of course we have the others we have the others we have indeed the others i concurred yet even though we have them he returned still with his hands in his pockets and planted there in front of me they don't much count do they i made the best of it but i felt wan it depends on what you call much yes with all accommodation everything depends on this however he faced to the window again and presently reached it with his vague restless cogitating step he remained there a while with his forehead against the glass in contemplation of the stupid shrubs i knew and the dull things of november i had always my hypocrisy of work behind which now i gained the sofa steadying myself with it there as i had repeatedly done at those moments of torment that i have described as the moments of my knowing the children to be given to something from which i was barred i sufficiently obeyed my habit of being prepared for the worst but an extraordinary impression dropped on me as i extracted a meaning from the boy's embarrassed back none other than the impression that i was not barred now the inference grew in a few minutes to sharp intensity and seemed bound up with the direct perception that it was positively he who was the frames and squares of the great windows were a kind of image for him of a kind of failure i felt that i saw him at any rate shut in or shut out he was admirable but not comfortable i took it in with a throb of hope wasn't he looking through the haunted pane for something he couldn't see and wasn't it the first time in the whole business that he had known such a lapse the first the very first i found it a splendid portent it made him anxious though he watched himself he had been anxious all day and even while in his usual sweet little manner he sat at table had needed all his small strange genius to give it a gloss when he at last turned round to meet me it was almost as if this genius had succumbed well i think i'm glad bligh agrees with me you would certainly seem to have seen these twenty-four hours a good deal more of it than for some time before i hope i went on bravely that you've been enjoying yourself oh yes i've been ever so far all round about miles and miles away i've never been so free he had really a manner of his own and i could only try to keep up with him well do you like it he stood there smiling then at last he put into two words do you more discrimination than i had ever heard two words contain before i had time to deal with that however he continued as if with the sense that this was an impertinence to be softened nothing could be more charming than the way you take it for of course if we're alone together now it's you that are alone most but i hope he threw in you don't particularly mind having to do with you i asked my dear child how can i help minding though i've renounced all claim to your company you're so beyond me i at least greatly enjoy it 
what else should i stay on for he looked at me more directly and the expression of his face graver now struck me as the most beautiful i had ever found in it you stay on just for that certainly i stay on as your friend and from the tremendous interest i take in you till something can be done for you that may be more worth your while that needn't surprise you my voice trembled so that i felt it impossible to suppress the shake don't you remember how i told you when i came and sat on your bed that night of the storm that there was nothing in the world i wouldn't do for you oh, yes yes he on his side more and more visibly nervous had a tone to master but he was so much more successful than i that laughing out through his gravity he could pretend we were pleasantly jesting only that i think was to get me to do something for you it was partly to get you to do something i conceded but you know you didn't do it oh yes he said with the brightest superficial eagerness you wanted me to tell you something that's it out straight out what you have on your mind you know ah then is that what you stayed over for he spoke with a gaiety through which i could still catch the finest little quiver of resentful passion but i can't begin to express the effect upon me of an implication of surrender even so faint it was as if what i had yearned for had come at last only to astonish me well yes i may as well make a clean breast of it it was precisely for that he waited so long that i supposed it for the purpose of repudiating the assumption on which my action had been founded but what he finally said was do you mean now here there couldn't be a better place or time he looked round him uneasily and i had the rare oh the queer impression of the very first symptom i had seen in him of the approach of immediate fear it was as if he were suddenly afraid of me which struck me indeed as perhaps the best thing to make him yet in the very pang of the effort i felt it vain to try sternness and i heard myself the next instant so gentle as to be almost grotesque you want me to go out again you want to go out again awfully he smiled at me heroically and the touching little bravery of it was enhanced by his actually flushing with pain he had picked up his hat which he had brought in and stood twirling it in a way that gave me even as i was just nearly reaching port a perverse horror of what i was doing to do it in any way was an act of violence for what did it consist of but the obtrusion of the idea of grossness and guilt on a small helpless creature who had been for me a revelation of the possibilities of beautiful intercourse wasn't it base to create for a being so exquisite a mere alien awkwardness i suppose i now read into our situation a clearness it couldn't have had at the time for i seemed to see our poor eyes already lighted with some spark of a prevision of the anguish that was to come so we circled about with terrors and scruples like fighters not daring to close but it was for each other we feared that kept us a little longer suspended and unbruised i'll tell you everything miles said i mean i'll tell you anything you like you'll stay on with me and we shall both be all right and i will tell you i will but not now 
why not now my insistence turned him from me and kept him once more at his window in a silence during which between us you might have heard a pin drop then he was before me again with the air of a person for whom outside someone who had frankly to be reckoned with was waiting i have to see luke i had not yet reduced him to quite so vulgar a lie and i felt proportionately ashamed but horrible as it was his lies made up my truth i achieved thoughtfully a few loops of my knitting well then go to luke and i'll wait for what you promise only in return for that satisfy before you leave me one very much smaller request he looked as if he felt he had succeeded enough to be able still a little to bargain very much smaller yes a mere fraction of the whole tell me oh my work preoccupied me and i was off-hand if uh, yesterday afternoon from the table in the hall you took you know my letter chapter twenty four my sense of how he received this suffered for a minute from something that i can describe only as a fierce split of my attention a stroke that at first as i sprang straight up reduced me to the mere blind movement of getting hold of him drawing him close and while i just fell for support against the nearest piece of furniture instinctively keeping him with his back to the window the appearance was full upon us that i had already had to deal with here peter quint had come into view like a sentinel before a prison the next thing i saw was that from outside he had reached the window and then i knew that close to the glass and glaring in through it he offered once more to the room his white face of damnation it represents but grossly what took place within me at the sight to say that on the second my decision was made yet i believe that no woman so overwhelmed ever in so short a time recovered her grasp of the act it came to me in the very horror of the immediate presence that the act would be seeing and facing what i saw and faced to keep the boy himself unaware the inspiration i can call it by no other name was that i felt how voluntarily how transcendently i might it was like fighting with a demon for a human soul and when i had fairly so appraised it i saw how the human soul held out in the tremor of my hands at arm's length had a perfect dew of sweat on a lovely childish forehead the face that was close to mine was as white as the face against the glass and out of it presently came a sound not low nor weak but as if from much further away that i drank like a waft of fragrance yes i took it at this with a moan of joy i enfolded i drew him close and while i held him to my breast where i could feel in the sudden fever of his little body the tremendous pulse of his little heart i kept my eyes on the thing at the window and saw it move and shift its posture i have likened it to a sentinel but its slow wheel for a moment was rather the prowl of a baffled beast my present quickened courage however was such that not too much to let it through i had to shade as it were my flame 
meanwhile the glare of the face was again at the window the scoundrel fixed as if to watch and wait it was the very confidence that i might now defy him as well as the positive certitude by this time of the child's unconsciousness that made me go on what did you take it for to see what you said about me you opened the letter i opened it my eyes were now as i held him off a little again on miles own face in which the collapse of mockery showed me how complete was the ravage of uneasiness what was prodigious was that at last by my success his sense was sealed and his communication stopped he knew that he was in presence but knew not of what and knew still less that i also was and that i did know and what did this strain of trouble matter when my eyes went back to the window only to see that the air was clear again and by my personal triumph the influence quenched there was nothing there i felt that the cause was mine and that i should surely get all and you found nothing i let my elation out he gave the most mournful thoughtful little headshake nothing 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 i almost shouted in my joy nothing nothing he sadly repeated i kissed his forehead it was drenched so what have you done with it i've burned it burned it it was now or never is that what you did at school oh what this brought up at school did you take letters or other things other things he appeared now to be thinking of something far off and that reached him only through the pressure of his anxiety yet it did reach him did i steal i felt myself redden to the roots of my hair as well as wonder if it were more strange to put to a gentleman such a question or to see him take it with allowance that gave the very distance of his fall in the world was it for that you mightn't go back the only thing he felt was rather a dreary little surprise did you know i mightn't go back i know everything he gave me at this the longest and strangest look everything everything therefore did you but i couldn't say it again miles could very simply no i didn't steal my face must have shown him i believed him utterly yet my hands but it was for pure tenderness shook him as if to ask him why if it was all for nothing he had condemned me to months of torment what then did you do he looked in vague pain all round the top of the room and drew his breath two or three times over as if with difficulty he might have been standing at the bottom of the sea and raising his eyes to some faint green twilight well i said things only that they thought it was enough to turn you out for never truly had a person turned out shown so little to explain it as this little person he appeared to weigh my question but in a manner quite detached and almost helpless well i suppose i oughtn't but to whom did you say them he evidently tried to remember but it dropped he had lost it i don't know 
he almost smiled at me in the desolation of his surrender which was indeed practically by this time so complete that i ought to have left it there but i was infatuated i was blind with victory though even then the very effect that was to have brought him so much nearer was already that of added separation was it to every one i asked no it was only to-but he gave a sick little headshake i don't remember their names were they then so many no only a few those i liked those he liked i seemed to float not into clearness but into a darker obscure and within a minute there had come to me out of my very pity the appalling alarm of his being perhaps innocent it was for the instant confounding and bottomless for if he were innocent what then on earth was i paralyzed while it lasted by the mere brush of the question i let him go a little so that with a deep-drawn sigh he turned away from me again which as he faced toward the clear window i suffered feeling that i had nothing now there to keep him from and did they repeat what you said i went on after a moment he was soon at some distance from me still breathing hard and again with the air though now without anger for it of being confined against his will once more as he had done before he looked up at the dim day as if of what had hitherto sustained him nothing was left but an unspeakable anxiety oh yes he nevertheless replied they must have repeated them to those they liked he added there was somehow less of it than i had expected but i turned it over and these things came round to the masters oh yes he answered very simply but i didn't know they'd tell the masters they didn't they've never told that's why i ask you he turned to me again his little beautiful fevered face yes it was too bad too bad what i suppose i sometimes said to write home i can't name the exquisite pathos of the contradiction given to such a speech by such a speaker i only know that the next instant i heard myself throw off with homely force stuff and nonsense but the next after that i must have sounded stern enough what were these things my sternness was all for his judge his executioner yet it made him avert himself again and that movement made me with a single bound and an irrepressible cry spring straight upon him for there again against the glass as if to blight his confession and stay his answer was the hideous author of our woe the white face of damnation i felt a sick swim at the drop of my victory and all the return of my battle so that the wildness of my veritable leap only served as a great betrayal i saw him from the midst of my act meet it with a divination and on the perception that even now he only guessed and that the window was still to his own eyes free i let the impulse flame up to convert the climax of his dismay into the very proof of his liberation no more no more no more i shrieked as i tried to press him against me to my visitant is she here miles panted as he caught with his sealed eyes the direction of my words 
then as his strange she staggered me and with a gasp i echoed it miss jessel miss jessel he with a sudden fury gave me back i seized stupefied his supposition some sequel to what we had done to flora but this made me only want to show him that it was better still than that it's not miss jessel but it's at the window straight before us it's there the coward horror there for the last time at this after a second in which his head made the movement of a baffled dog's on a scent and then gave a frantic little shake for air and light he was at me in a white rage bewildered glaring vainly over the place and missing wholly though it now to my sense filled the room like the taste of poison the wide overwhelming presence it's he i was so determined to have all my proof that i flashed into ice to challenge him whom do you mean by he peter quint you devil his face gave again round the room its convulsed supplication where they were in my ear still his supreme surrender of the name and his tribute to my devotion what does he matter now my own what will he ever matter i have you i launched at the beast but he has lost you forever then for the demonstration of my work there there i said to miles but he had already jerked straight round stared glared again and seen but the quiet day with the stroke of the loss i was so proud of he uttered the cry of a creature hurled over an abyss and the grasp with which i recovered him might have been that of catching him in his fall i caught him yes i held him it may be imagined with what a passion but at the end of a minute i began to feel what it truly was that i held we were alone with the quiet day and his little heart dispossessed had stopped end of part twenty seven End of the Turn of the Screw by Henry James